Hurt people hurt people. This phrase cannot be truer today than ever. Everyone is walking around carrying some sort of trauma and wound from their past, whether that be in their childhood or from their adult life. What's scary is that many of them aren't aware, more than just the surface level. They don't realize how much it affects not only the people around them, but their actions and choices. Something that could have been amazing was easily ruined due to fear from the pain and suffering endured in the past. Vulnerability, which once was a beautiful thing that brings people together, is now scarcer than ever. For those who want revenge, or those who feel like the world owes them, vulnerability could even be used as a weapon. Welcome back to Life with Tia. I hope you're having a fantastic week. Today, I want to talk about the slow diminishment of vulnerability. More and more people nowadays are always on guard and trying to protect themselves from hurt. It's gotten to the point where people just expect that there will be pain before they even go experience anything. It's like people are slowly being programmed by their brains to just avoid pain so that they can't even experience life freely as they used to. When we think of kids, you can see the innocence and their willingness to go try anything, even if you say no. The more you warn them of danger, the less likely they're willing to listen, unless they've already experienced it as pain. Try the same thing to an adult. They're less likely to try anything that they process as danger or painful, even if it's someone else who told them of the experience and they haven't tried it themselves. So what's happened between our childhood years versus our adult years? It's not to say every child is willing to try everything. Some are naturally more fearful than others. It depends on their personality and the way their kids are. If the parents are always alarmed and fearful that the kid will get into any sort of danger, which the kid registers as pain, they're less likely to try new things. By the time we hit our adult years, we've probably had a good amount of experience to realize what is painful and what is bad. These experiences alter our perception of what we once wanted. For example, relationships. If you got into your first relationship ever, you're willing to try anything to make the other person happy and are willing to do anything for them. If the other person is the same, then you guys are experiencing relationships for the first time together. However, if you're going into your first relationship with someone who's already had a bad relationship before you, they're less likely to open up to you as you will. They're also keeping in the back of their mind that something bad could happen if they haven't worked through the trauma that it's caused them. Unless things play out where they recover, it's less likely the relationship will last unless you're willing to sacrifice more of yourself because ultimately, that person will be holding back from truly giving into love. They hope for the best, but there's already a pattern of pain created in the brain. Our brain's only job is to keep us alive, but it doesn't distinguish what is true danger from false danger. So ultimately, the brain is wired to protect which means expect the worst. You can see how this situation starts creating a domino effect for other people 
and it becomes a downward spiral if no one is working through it to heal the trauma and pain. I'm sure you've always heard of people always telling boys and men, man up. What it means is that you should suck up your feelings, don't show them, and carry on. There was a good intent to this, which was to keep pushing on, but the bad side is that we are ignoring emotions, which is the thing that makes us human. Over time, these emotions that are pushed down will surface in other ways, like violence, anger, destructive habits, self-harming, manipulative tendencies, abuse, etc. Society has taught us to bottle up our emotions and that it is considered weak to expose and talk about them. Ironically, this is completely backwards from the truth. Women aren't taught growing up to toughen up and not talk about their emotions. But in the coming years, you see more and more single moms raising their kids and having to manage a household on their own. This forces them to also ignore their own emotions more often and to power through. It is considered weak to ask for help, as well as to talk about feelings. No one actually realizes that it takes a lot more to admit our emotions and feelings. It takes a lot more courage and strength to speak up and to open up. It is so much harder to be vulnerable than to bottle in the emotions. It seems that some of us have forgotten who we are and are lost in this society, being blown with the current instead. We are humans. Humans have feelings and emotions. Without this, the way we are operating are no different from robots currently. We have a daily routine that we do every day. Robots are hardwired to do the same thing over and over again. The fact that we not only have consciousness, but that we are able to have empathy, to feel feelings, allows us to help others. It's what brings us together. It makes us human. When we connect together with similar interests and goals, or when we feel pain together and can talk about it, we bond. Our bonds with one another is how the human race has been able to survive for so long. It's why we have communities. So going back to vulnerability, we are less able to talk about our feelings now than ever before. We hold trauma and pain within ourselves with less and less people to trust to share our vulnerability with. You might say, there's nothing wrong with being unable to be vulnerable. We're just protecting ourselves. And you're right, to a certain degree. Sure, maybe it is protecting yourself, but you're disconnecting yourself from the rest of the world. We need each other to survive, and when you protect yourself, you're isolating yourself, which in turn makes you feel alone. Once that loneliness sets in, you're actually lessening your chances of survival because we are ultimately pack animals. We could survive on our own, yes, but the human race will start diminishing when we don't connect with others. We don't live as long because the feeling of loneliness attacks the heart, which over time can cause disease and failure. So is it really protecting yourself or is it ultimately hurting yourself? It's as if you decided you're going to take the pain you've endured from an experience or from someone, which is an open wound, and you took a knife to supposedly protect yourself, but you stabbed yourself with it instead to stop the area from bleeding. But really, it's only slowing the bleeding. Over time, 
that wound is harder to heal because you've missed a window of recovery. Or you decided you're just going to put a bandage over it to stop the bleeding and then it'll heal over time. But you never actually cleaned out the wound and treated it with ointment. By the time you open the bandage, thinking it's recovered, the wound is now severely infected and getting worse. This is the same thing that happens when you close off your heart and not allow yourself to be vulnerable. So where am I going with this exactly? It's important to figure out who you can and cannot be vulnerable with. There are people in this world that doesn't care for you, but that doesn't mean there aren't people who do care. When you don't distinguish who you can and cannot open up to, it makes it harder for you to connect. Without this connection, over time, the human race will start diminishing. You can say, well, it's not happening to me right now. Sure, but do you really want to close yourself off? You'll eventually crave connection. You'll want to be around people who can understand you, can hear you, and see you. But you won't get that if you're just closed off. Not only that, but the pain that you carry dictates your actions around others. You won't even realize that you're hurting other people or that there's a vibe about you that people just don't trust. How could you expect someone to trust you if you don't trust them? I used to be closed off to everyone and just bottle everything up. Everything I've endured, I've kept to myself. My friends would only know of things because they hear my mother yelling at me in the background when I'm on the phone with them. But over time, that weight of keeping everything to myself started weighing on me. It felt a lot heavier to keep everything in and going through it alone. Deep down, I wanted people to understand me, to hear me, to relate. But I knew my circumstances aren't as common to come across. Finally, I had a breakdown. It happened during sophomore year of college. My college roommates had no idea what was going on. They just saw that I was being hysterical, laughing and crying at the same time. But inside, I was exhausted of trying to keep it in from everyone. People thought I was okay, that everything is normal, but that's so far from the truth. Over time, I started talking about the things that I was going through little by little. But funny enough, I lost a lot of friends that way because they didn't believe me. They thought I was just making sad, pitiful stories about myself. Although, I guess I don't understand what they thought I would benefit from for doing that. But eventually, I started meeting people who were more supportive and loving of me. It took many years for that to happen though, and at first, I was super uncomfortable with losing all those friends. It was even more uncomfortable telling them the truth, only for them to walk away with that information. But looking back at it now, it was for the best, because those people were just there for that time frame. It's not like they believed me anyway. They weren't there for the long term, and most of them were only there because they wanted something from me. I used to think vulnerability was a weakness, but what I found out as I got older is that it takes a lot of strength to trust, to open up, to share, and to find people you're equal that you can have a tight-knit bond with. But before that, you'll have to go through the sorting process. Not everyone is your friend, 
and not everyone is looking out for your best interests. But that doesn't mean there aren't people out there who genuinely want to be there for you, who got your back. And now, I'm opening up even more, hoping I can share my journey and help others. Vulnerability allows for freedom, because you don't have to carry the dead weight. With vulnerability, there is strength and compassion. This allows for deeper healing and in return, bonding with others. It strengthens our sense of belonging and builds closer bonds. It also allows for acceptance of self and of others. There is more beauty in the world when everyone is coming from a place of vulnerability than from a place of hurt and just wanting to hurt others. Is the lack of vulnerability holding you back? Thanks for catching this episode. It's one that's close to my heart. I hope to see you on my next one. Have a blessed day.